0: Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together let's get started in past episodes of this podcast we've talked about different options for how you and your spouse could combine or not combine your bank accounts Um, that was in episode eight we've talked about how to pick the banks you're going to use as you you start to merge finances we talked talked about that in episode 28 but once you've made those decisions how do you actually set your bank accounts up in a way that's both easy to manage and more importantly, make it easy for you to actually save money. That's what we're going to talk about today is how to set up the right bank account structure for you and your spouse. Now, this assumes as I talk through this, that you're doing some degree of combining um, of accounts, at least if you're not. Again, I go back to episode eight, kind of talk about how to handle that there. But, if you're, but here's how I would recommend that you do this, if you're gonna at least combine some things. And let's actually start with what you're not combining. Um, nothing wrong whatsoever with keeping an individual checking account for each of you off to the side if you want to. That's completely fine. You don't need to, um, but I, I do find that particularly if you're as a couple are inclined to fight about money, that's a good way to help prevent that is keeping an individual checking account off to the side um, for your personal expenses. But here's the thing. You're not going to deposit your whole paycheck in there and you're not going to let money build up in that account over time. We have that account set aside for your personal monthly spending. And so what I want you to do is go back to your budget and set a personal savings, quote unquote, allowance or per- personal spending allowance, quote unquote. Put that amount of money in the account each month. Now, you know, if you're saving for some like shorter-term savings goal, like a, a computer, for example, um, right? It's fine to keep that money in there as well. That'll build up a little bit until you're ready to make the purchase. Um, But outside of that, you don't necessarily want to keep all the money in really any checking account as we'll talk about, but particularly those individual accounts, those individual accounts are are really meant um, just as a way for you to have some personal kind of autonomy within the system that we're setting up to, for your personal spending, whether it's money you're spending every month or different things that you're saving up for over the course of the year. So that's the first piece: is keeping individual checking accounts off to the side, if you would like to. Um, from there, I'm going to recommend that you have two joint checking accounts. Two joint checking accounts. The first is the one that we're going to use to handle the majority of your spending, the month-to-month bills, and the the shared obligations that you have together are going to come out of the joint, the first joint checking account. Uh, Your paychecks are going to be deposited there with, you know, kicking enough money out to the individual accounts um, to cover those those individual expenses, as we talked about, either by a monthly transfer or by splitting up your direct deposit. But most of your your paycheck is going to go into that joint account. You'll pay most of your living expenses from that. And again, we're not going to let money pile up in that account either. Uh, The the kind of ideal scenario here would be to keep about one month's worth of expenses in that account and transfer the rest elsewhere, right? Whether it's to paying down debt, whether it's to putting it into savings or whether it's to to doing some investing. But we want to have one joint checking account as the central hub that you're using to make your just day-to-day financial purchases. Uh, everything else we're going to transfer out into savings more to come on that front in a second but there's one other thing that we want to be doing on the checking account side and that is like i said opening up a second joint checking account if most of our expenses are coming out of the joint account and your personal spending is coming out of the the second or i'm sorry your, your personal spending is coming out of your your separate joint or uh, sorry, your, your. sorry, let me, let me start that again. Um, you have your joint checking account. That's using most of your day-to-day expenses. You have separate um, accounts for your personal spending. What's that second joint checking account for? And the answer is I like to call it a storage account uh, or a sinking fund is the, is the technical term for it, but I, I like to use the term storage account money that, you know, you're going to be spending through the year but you're not going to spend it every month stuff that you, you know, you're going to spend, but infrequently. Um, For example, if you pay your car insurance bill twice a year or once a year, that's a great thing to use the second joint checking account that I'm calling a storage account for travel, holiday gifts, birthday gifts, anniversary gifts, those types of things, money that you know you're going to spend every year, but you're not spending consistently every month. The idea here is that you want to set aside enough per month into that account to cover the the, the expense amount for the entire year. And so let, let's say, for example, if you wanted to spend $3,000 on travel next year, you would take 3,000, divide that by 12, and put that amount of money into your storage account each month so that when it's time to travel, you'll have the money there and ready, right? If you've ever gone on a trip and come back and not sure how, not been sure how you're going to pay for it. The the storage account idea is really the the way that we handle that. Or if you are doing pretty well managing your month to month expenses, and then you have your annual auto or life insurance premium come up and you're not sure how to handle that because you don't have the money set aside, the storage account is the answer for that. And so every month you want to be transferring kind of the, the monthly breakdown of what that annual total looks like into that account. So it's there when you need it, you might need to put a, a couple thousand in there just as a starter, um, since you won't have the full 12 months probably to save up um, to cover those expenses, but that's the idea. You're gonna have that, that separate second checking account set aside as a storage account for those infrequent expenses that you know you're gonna have. It's not really savings because it's not you know, we're not gonna be saving it, we know we're gonna spend it, but you're setting it aside for that purpose. From there, you have your separate checking accounts, you have your two joint accounts, one for the mo- most of your spending, one for storage. Um, you're going to have a savings account as an emergency fund separate from everything else. It should be You should be able to get to it quickly if you need to, but it shouldn't be super convenient either. Um, so you're not tempted to dip in there for, for different things. Um, three months worth of living expenses is kind of a minimum target I would have if you're a two income household. Six months of living expenses if you're a single income household. Uh, If you don't already have this amount set aside and saved up, this is where all of your monthly savings should be going until you get to that point. So everything that we're not letting pile up in that that primary joint checking account, we're going to move into your emergency fund. Once you're at that point, you shouldn't be adding anything else to that account. We're completely setting it aside um, for any other savings goals that you have. We want to have separate accounts. Nothing should be combined are commingled with the emergency fund, right? The only time you're dipping into that is if you actually have a financial emergency. Um, and so to that point, um, you're going to want to have another account for different longer term savings goals. And this is where it really depends how long it is. You want like how long it's going to be until you actually need to use the money. Um, any, if you, if you're setting aside money for a home down payment or a new car, or anything like that in the short term that you're expecting to spend within two or three years, I would just open up a separate site savings account for that, right? Keep it in cash, keep it safe so it's not you know, going up and down in the markets. Anything that you're going to spend in a couple years, I would just set aside in cash. That's completely fine, but not in your emergency fund in a second savings account. For anything that you're saving for over a longer period of time, you know, maybe it's a second home in 10 years or um, college or for 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 future kids or anything like that you want to have in some sort of investment account whether it's an education investment account whether it's a retirement account whether it's just an after-tax general investment account that you can use for for anything Um, you want to be putting money into that and investing it based on how long it is until you're looking to use the money the longer your time horizon the more risk you can afford to take um, and also just how comfortable you are taking risks in general but in general you know anything that you're you're saving for within the next couple of years should be in cash or invested very very conservatively anything beyond that can be invested um, how much risk to take in that account is probably a conversation for another day and then of course you have your retirement accounts from work on top of this and any iras or roth iras that you have but that, in a nutshell, is how I typically recommend couples do it. Right? Two different joint checking accounts. One is a storage account for infrequent expenses. You can keep your individual checking accounts for your separate expenses if you'd like. An emergency fund that's completely separate from everything else. And then some combination of savings and or investment accounts, uh, all joint on um, for intermediate to longer term goals, right? The, the shorter the time horizon, the more likely it is you want to keep it in cash, the longer your, amount of time you're expecting to save for and the more risk you can take. Now you might notice in this conversation, we haven't talked at all about credit cards. Um, let's tune in tomorrow and we will talk about why. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.